Yeah. Well, I had French toast for breakfast. How about you guys? You had any uh, any uh, breakfast? Nah. Um, I had. I woke since like I've been sick the last couple of days. My sleep schedule's been all over the place, and so I ended up waking up at like five a.m. this morning Oof. and having leftover halal guys. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. How's that? What do you get at halal guys? Uh, falafel platter. Well, that's why you feel so bad. Falafel platter. Hummus. You got the feel awful platter. The feel awful platter. <laughs> that was really good. You need to stop getting that, Darius. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the. That was good, man. That was like the peak dad joke. That was so good. Because it amazing. could go over some people's heads. <laughs> like when you have good, to repeat it yeah. twice. <laughs> A good dad That's, joke will yeah. hit a couple people and just fly right over a few people's yeah. heads. There's like a high intelligence. There also has to, to be it. one groan to it. Oh. Like someone's gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" I I would love if somebody like you know president and CEO of Halal Guys was listening to our podcast and he'd be like, "Those motherfuckers." I was on board when they were <laughs> shitting on Paramount Plus, but I was literally this is, they've gotten about one to give step them too far. a sponsorship. Yeah. This is libel. How could they? And then we'd be like, sorry, Halal guys, we can't can't have a sponsor. We have a sponsorship with KFC, KFC and we have yeah. a non-compete contract. And they don't make they don't make you feel bad too. There's nothing they don't. to feel feel. Can you guys feel hear bad. me okay? I feel like I'm farther away from the mic usually because I put this mm-hmm. pop filter on. Yeah, you're I a little you fine. You I mean you have dual pop filters? Yeah, why you got you a windscreen and a pop, pop filter? Because <laughs> I feel like my pee still pop. Do, Do they, they not pop still? Well, they're not popping right now. They're definitely not. They're double pop. Proof. I don't know. We'll see. I'm standing now. I, I got the standing desk. The whole standing desk. I was ask. I was gonna. Want, I was gonna ask if you were standing. You look like you're in the standing position. I'm in the standing position. It feels. Did good. you get a new desk? I did. You oh, got yeah, a very desk want, or something? I got a, an adjustable desk so I can crank yeah. it to go up or oh. down. Uh, and yeah, I I like it so far. Except my hips get a little sore after a while. What um? What kind of desk? Like, where did you get it from? Oh. I can look it up. I can't. It's just a, a generic, you know, it's like a Chinese company, but it's designed yeah. to look like it's not. I've been looking at maybe trying to get one of the bases, like the just so I could screw it into my desktop because I like my desktop so much. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean screw it into your desktop? Right now I have the Ikea, I have an Ikea uh, desktop and then below it are Ikea like saw, like decorative sawhorses. Mm hmm that create my desk and so my desktop isn't actually screwed into my, the legs of my desk Ooh. just kind of sits on it yeah and so i've been looking at maybe trying to get like a, a, a sit stand desk that i can yeah. screw into the bottom of my desktop well i don't know if this would do the trick it's called fez fezibo is the brand fezibo? Um, no sponsorship this is a Star Trek podcast, and okay. it's the only one committed to talking about furniture on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, hey, like. furniture in Star Trek is a thing, all right? Thank you very much. God, would you... Dylan is I, tired. Sorry, guys. I'm tired and stressed. I'm, He's I gotta, tired and stressed. I'll be here. <laughs> Dylan's tired and stressed because he's got I have a, a very thousand full, things to do today yeah. and my heart is racing he's got a full ensign palette I, I have uh, a full plate. ensign palette of uh, uh, useless sports stress which is taking up like 60% of my brain <laughs> and then 40% of my brain is like I have a thousand things to do before I have to leave on a road trip tomorrow so my my brain is just like exploding well you know good thing we're doing a Voyager episode uh, right. So they're constantly stressed about travel. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're doing displaced. 
uh, which came out in season three. It was episode 24 in 1997. 7th of May of 1997. Wait, did we start the pod already? Yeah, I was about to ask that question. Are we in? Because we I didn't we actually... In. We did a little too much of an like organic an intro. intro, I feel like. Very... I, I, I mean, <laughs> That's why I was just I, tuning out. I didn't know that we had started. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were started. I thought... Oh, I asked man. Darius oh, if we were on Twitch. Yeah. I thought well, we were, were on, on Twitch. Twitch. I didn't know the pod was live. Like the so, pod. So what what you don't what people who listen <laughs> to our podcast and don't watch us on Twitch don't realize is that we have like a little bit of an intro that we do on Twitch that I don't put into the that podcast. You now just heard. That you kind of just heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're this in. voice this voice belongs to Jan. This voice belongs to Dylan. Uh and this voice that you are hearing into your ear holes is Darius. <laughs> Great. Uh, so this is this is this is the podcast. More chaos, as more usual. chaos, we, man. We, we, it just more gets more and more chaotic. Uh, uh, we we do holodeck focused Star Trek episodes. We're the only ones in the galaxy, probably the universe, doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, we're the premier Star Trek podcast. Yes, the number one Star Trek podcast on Apple Podcasts. Number one. You can check that. We're definitely don't, on that yeah, list. Yeah, don't. We're definitely way ahead of the, uh, the official, official Star Trek podcast. We yeah. are the official one. We, <laughs> we get are, shadowed obviously. money. Uh, we get dark money from we CBS. Dark money. There's a dark money show. pool that goes yeah. to podcasts. Uh-huh. And we get a right, lot of right, right, right. <laughs> There's a dark money podcast pool from uh, all these these big a networks. Podcast action the, committee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's um, let's just buckle up and let's just get this thing going, huh? So we, we guys, we're gonna rate this episode. It's got a holiday content on it. We have our own system. You'll figure it out. Uh, uh, we're really happy you're listening. Uh, and just buckle up your seatbelt. Put your seatbelt on. Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> seat seat because belts. we're about to go real fast. We're about to go real, real fast <laughs> into nine. our trip to the, to the holiday. holiday. Believe these simulations. This real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Now that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. <laughs> has, has any of you guys said holodeck before? No. When we do that? No, have you? I mean, I feel like I may have <laughs> slid into it on accident. That's how a Kiwi would say it, right? Somebody from New Zealand. Trick to the holodick. Trick to the holodick. Trick to the holodick. Oh, God. It's a great podcast. Uh, that's trick. not it. That's yeah, a that horrible. Would, I don't know what Kiwi that one was. Trick. trick to the holodick. Trick. Okay. It's a trick. Okay. Okay. All right. Um... Good lord. Okay, so you oh. already said it, Jan. We watched Displaced <laughs> yeah. uh, Voyager Season 3, Episode 24. Uh, that aired on May 7, 1997. It was written by Lisa Klink. She was 27 at the time. So That's a last name. Good for you, Lisa. Ooh. But here's a little <laughs> trivia about Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Good for you, Lisa. 27-year-old. Successful, get, talented successful? career. You're jealous of somebody from 1997, <laughs> right? I two am. of the three, two of the three hosts of this podcast are over the age of 27. 
<laughs> and so I like to imagine that that goes both ways. Like both me and Jan are like, oh, cool. You were successful at 27. And Dylan's like, oh, God, you're so it's old. Coming. 27. No, no, that's just next year. <laughs> I'm jealous also. I'm like, I don't have it together. How did you get it together <laughs> then? And this wasn't like her first script. Like she's she'd been on she'd been doing stuff for a while. At she this was point. on Jeopardy also. Yeah, fun. Well, trivia. that's the first step to becoming a successful screenwriter, being right? On Jeopardy is being on Jeopardy. She was on Jeopardy ten years later, guys. She was Je- on Jeopardy when she was thirty-seven. So that's where the career leads you, unfortunately. Yeah, like, that's the career ender. Ender being on, <laughs> on Jeopardy. <laughs> I wish they let stupid people on Jeopardy. Like I, I they wish do. they when would let celebrity Jeopardy. They should have. They should have. I don't know what you would call it, but but Jeopardy low IQ. Like like <laughs> the people who all fa- who fail all of the test should be like a, a week of just like a bunch of dumb people trying to figure out Jeopardy. I feel like it would be good if it was two smart people <laughs> and they let one dumb person on. <laughs> And they let them try to answer the question first, first. every single time. <laughs> <laughs> they get first dibs. That's the handicap. <laughs> I would, I would, I would be a candidate for dumb Jeopardy, and I, feel I think like, it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel like it would just turn into improvisers showing up to give the most asinine answers that they could. <laughs> That's all that it would be. And then you get the one uh, asshole who like isn't very funny, and all they do is just quote SNL. Oh, yeah. Ooh, no. <laughs> oh. From the 90s. That would hurt from, so much. From 30 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that would be rough. It was directed by Alan Croker. Crokey. Old Crokey. Uh, he directed Bright of Chaotica, Fair Haven, wow. and Human Error. Three, thing, three wow. episodes that we've had on this podcast. Three bangers. He's the holodeck guy. Holodeck guy. Damn. Not for this one, though. I mean... And the music was by our favorite, our boy, Yokero David, David Bell. That's the bell. Man, Dylan, you're Ding. really bringing your C game out today. We haven't had hey, a bell you know what? in a while. <laughs> I'm bringing my A game. I don't know what you're talking about. The A game is out. I'm bringing my A game. We haven't had the bell in a while. We haven't. David? The bell has been has been silent the bell for has quite been, some time. Uh, put in the... What do they put bells in? Like a foam box? The bell, t- bell towers. Bell t- <laughs> <laughs> That's no, where they the store bells. Been, bells. The bell's been yeah. cracked for a while, and so we finally got it yeah, fixed. We got, fixed. We got it repaired. I like to think that's where they they can only store bells in a tower. Like in even like the yeah the like competitive <laughs> bells or whatever that people do. You ever see those? Playing the bells? Yeah. You have to put them in a tower. That's where they need to be held. I love the idea of it being a competition, though. Because you just said the competitive bells. Like, I'm sure play, they have... Whenever anybody right? plays the bells, it becomes a competition. It's not... It's never just for music. It's always like, oh, you playing the bells? I'm yeah, I play the bells, too. Can't casually game. play the bells. Mm. Can't um. ca- casually play David Bell. <laughs> <laughs> No, you want to do a quick no, recap no casual. This yeah, let's recap. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hey, I'm feeling good. I don't while know we're about you guys. while we're while we're in the little midst there, Clink, uh, uh, while she was on Jeopardy, won five games and won nearly a hundred thousand dollars. It's a pretty like, good career ender. She probably did made more money that way than she did. Yeah, on as track. a writer. Yeah, unfortunately, that's pretty rough. Yeah. That's pretty good for Jeopardy, though. Five games in a row. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much context for that, but I 
feel what like do you do like, after you win a Jeopardy game? You just go home. You go to Disneyland? Or do you like go get a beer or something? Like what do you, <laughs> how do you celebrate that? Where dub? does it film? Is it in Burbank? I'm assuming it's in Burbank. Yeah, I think it's yeah, in Burbank or where does Jeopardy? Is it CBS? Someone, no. someone uh, we curl with has been on Jeopardy. Oh, Culver City. yes. Sony, okay. Sony lot. That's Culver in City. Culver uh, City, yeah. Uh, maybe just drive down to Santa Monica, take a walk in the Santa Monica Pier. What a question so in your life. Yeah, I just went Jeopardy. <clears throat> what do I do next? All right, 30-second recap. You do a 30-second uh, recap Darius, next. it's going to be you this week. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope your fever wasn't too high when uh, you were watching this. <sighs> I watched it this morning, so I should have a pretty good Fresh. handle on, on things. Let's do it. I'll start <laughs> when you start. Belana and Tom come out of the holodeck and they're arguing about whether it's uh, a f- a good holodeck program. All right. Now people start appearing and people start disappearing from uh, the Voyager. The people who are appearing are uh, aliens and the people who are disappearing are the crew. We find out that these crew, the crew are going to a different place and they're getting captured basically. And then these aliens take over Voyager and then the Voyager crew find a way to defeat them because they find these little passageways and stuff. It's actually kind of not that complicated of an episode. Nobody bangs. <laughs> okay, good. You got the nobody bangs. <laughs> I mean, nobody bangs, but Tom and Bellana get pretty close at the end of the episode. They do get pretty close. They do, but I see that them. I see that as them getting close, like friendship wise. Like it's like the the buddings of of romance, but it's not like very romantic just I, yet. I don't want to spoil anything that happens in the holodeck, but I'm gonna assume they banged immediately. Because there's literally only two shots in the holodeck, and I don't want to spoil it until we get to the holodeck scene. <laughs> but I assume those two characters bang, three characters so, bang. Also, real quick, uh, while we're talking about yes. it, the the habitats that they are in are not holograms. They're no. not. No, are they? I thought they were. No, I was trying to figure this out the whole episode because so. I'm like, are we going to rate these as part of holodeck or not? I was because not. they're on a ship and right. the habitats have those like projection fields that they're able right. to manipulate and to open out. Right. But I'm wondering if, if it's just to hide the walls. Yeah. I thought they were like, like habitats that were cultivated. All right. Right, we got to we got to decide on shit. this. Memory. This is crucial. Alpha. I, yeah, I watched this as just that one scene. Well, that's what I thought holodeck. it was at first too. I was watching. As it I was as, watching it. I was yeah. like, maybe these are holodecks. That that's kind of what I was thinking too. But also, I was watching it with like, I don't know if these are holodecks. So the the first scene and the last scene of the episode are what I'm going to think about. I mean, for okay. sure, those two count. But we do have to decide. Okay, I'm going to go to memory alpha. Yeah. <sighs> Displaced episode. Let's see here. Okay, we got eight matches. Uh, the first two are talking about uh, the program in the beginning. Oh my God. She laments Paris's newfound interest in Klingon martial arts and insists that she's not interested in holographic disembowelment. Ew, yeah. That sounds that's okay. Right. As soon as Talion leaves, Janeway begins to plan their escape, theorizing that the entire place is likely to be a holographic projection. So there's the theory okay. that it's a holographic projection. And that's what I ran with. Know. Yeah. Um, and then it, the last one or that I can look at here is that they were in the holodeck at the Paxio Resort. 
the end. Is that, by the way, the resort that Neelix uses? I feel like this is all the same set from that one episode where he has the luau. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, that's no, that, their hangout that, currently. They they like cycle through their holodeck hang like uh, yeah. mess halls, basically like right. ten forwards, basically. And at this point in the show, that is the the hangout. Is that so? There's I guess, no. I guess it makes sense that it wouldn't be a holodeck because otherwise the Nereans would just be like, "All right, just turn it all off. Just turn it all off, and we'll right? figure it out." You'd right. Think so. I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't think it's a holodeck, personally. Okay, fine. But that's Let's just have me. a vote. Okay. If you think it's a holo- it counts as a holodeck, raise your hand it's, or say I. Also, oh, hold on, I. hold on. Just give me, give me like, give me like two more seconds. Just give me like two more seconds. <sighs> fine, Darius. Fine. Jamie Tuvok used the control terminal to learn that there are ninety-four different environments, and they are actually on a ship. Speaking of seconds, do you know what happened to me at work the other day? I got what? a call from a teacher. I, I do AV work, so I like help people run Blu-ray players. I got a call from a teacher. They said, I need to play a DVD. And I said, great, I'll be there in a second. I get there. It obviously took me more than a second to get there. It took me like three minutes or whatever. Yeah. And the guy looked at me dead serious and said, you're late. You said you'd be here in a second. And I was like... What? There was, there was All right, no man. I work across irony. the street. I gotta. I gotta walk over. So they here. were. They were across the street at Tower. What yes. teacher was this? Some old guy. And I was oh not having it. I was just not in the mood. Anyway, sorry. That's Did you not, figure that feels out? Like All right, I'm. I'm ready for right. my vote. I didn't okay. see anything in there about whether it was resolved. So I. Th- I think it's holodeck. I'm saying I. But you guys I, know. I say no. Okay, outvoted. Uh, then Did Darius say no. I haven't even Darcy voted didn't yet. Vote yet. Jan just, I, I Jan just, just accepted defeat without me I even said, saying do you, anything. Do, say I if you think it was a holodeck. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> oh man, I'm so torn. Um, I, no. Okay. All right. So I was right. You guys. I think it, it could hypothetically be a mix, but I don't it think it's pure holodeck. Well, pure, even the holodeck's not pure holodeck. What does that it uses mean? Uses replicator technology. Yeah, that but that's that no, 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 no. That's <laughs> thinking about the ship that they were looking at, though. It didn't look huge. So yeah, I think maybe there are probably some holodeck stuff going on there. <laughs> but is it a full? Why couldn't they just turn it off then? I that's this is my only thing. Is like they get into the freezing ass cold. Yeah. And why wouldn't they just be like, oh, let's turn it off? We can find them in the squares yeah. better. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a good that's a good point. This, this also brings up the fact to me that I'm always like, I, I always love it when they get onto a ship and the controls are in the alien language, but they oh. automatically know exactly love what it. buttons to press. And these ones are fucking <laughs> weird as shit, too. These are one of the weirder, like, alien UIs that we've seen. I would say, like, it makes sense for the Nereans to have no problem because this is, like, what they do. Like yeah. they just like understand, they probably have like translation software or something like that. Right. But for right. the fact, you're right. Like humans or, or Starfleet just getting on a ship being like, uh. What the fuck is yep, this? Okay. It's using QWERTY. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's using Dvorak and I'm not, I got, I'm not do versed it. in Dvorak. Just clicking everywhere. <laughs> that would be 99% of the time they would get on the ships and be like, they'd be like, all right, take us out. And we'd be like. Look, man, uh, I don't know what any of this does. <laughs> I'm going to, I could blow the ship up if I just press something. Yeah. <laughs> How am no I supposed way. to? Yeah. 
Um, but going back to whether it's holodeck or not, I think Dylan has a pretty good point of like, why wouldn't they just turn the holodeck off? Uh, yeah, but I see that more as a just bad writing. I'm sorry, Lisa, but like, I think it's just a plot <laughs> hole because there's a lot of, <laughs> I think there's just a lot of unlogical things happening in this episode. Like the I species, guess. if you think about the species for three and a half seconds, <laughs> none of this makes sense. They're like, hey, instead of war, we just steal people's stuff by switching places with them. It's like this Did is they, this is this is bad. It's and it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like it would just be easier to just make your own ships. You're going a lot like and really out of the way to do them? this. Why do they keep them hostage? Is it like a moral they have some sort thing? of a conscience? Yeah, yeah, I think it is like a twist. Well, because there's like, that whole moment where they're where he's like, "All right, if if you have no other choice." Then resort to violence, but like we don't want to kill them. This is clearly they're very advanced people too. So why? God, do they I'm so need to I'm so torn on whether shits. this is hol- <laughs> holiday or not. I'm so torn. Oh, you're the deciding vote. So you I are. hate being the deciding vote. Sorry. I hate it. We've put you on the <laughs> where do you want to eat uh, question right now. Oh God. Um, because Dylan, you have a good point. That uh, why not just turn it off? But yeah, Jan has also person, yeah. got a good point of like Star Trek's writing is not always the best, so it could just be a plot hole. They do theorize that it's a holodeck. Janeway theorizes, and they theorize, oh, this is just. Ho-. And then you look at the ship; it looks like it. They don't have these. F- like you look at some of the the um, environments, and they look vast and yes. huge. Yeah, there's no way that they have that much space. On this ship, yeah. So I'm going to well, go with they are holodecks. Oh, all right. They could be, <laughs> they could implementing, be implementing holodeck what? technology to make it look bigger, while they okay. have an ecosystem that's in there. That's all. I'm and saying. I agree. I agree with that. I think that that is probably the case. But since they're implementing holodeck technology for the boundaries of it, I feel like then that they are extending it via the holodeck, which makes it a holodeck. Whereas something like yeah. the Doctor. Isn't ex- they're not like extending medical bay with the holodeck or anything. It's they are just using hollow emitters to show okay. the doctor. Plus, okay. look if you if you cre- if on a Deep Space Nine they use the holodeck to make like a party room, but they mm-hmm. still like bring in drinks and stuff from the outside. That doesn't change the fact that it's a holodeck. It's still a holodeck. I guess, but my question is: Is do they cultivate these environments before they use this holodeck technology? Is my question. Well, the dude Jarlath, when he comes in to Voyager's area, he's like, "Oh, it's a little bit different than the last people who are living who here." Are here. Yeah. Like, so I think it. this is my other reason for thinking it's a holodeck. Be- they so quickly created that environment for Voyager. That's it would true. take a lot of work to create do like we, a desert landscape or a snow. Do we know world. though if it was quick or do we or were they following and and stalking Voyager for a little while? That's not made clear. Right. This is such a big problem with Voyager because they're always just <laughs> leaving the Delta Quadrant. So you very few species you get to see more than once. And this right. definitely feels like a should we follow up on this? Nah. nah. This is just a one and done <laughs> species. Let's not. Nah. The more you think about it, the the worse, the harder it is to make it make sense. So we're never going to visit these guys again. <laughs> Voyager does feel like a, a, a TV show made up of like spec scripts. 
It does, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. They never do this. Have that cohesive. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have that. (laughs) I mean, like Um, the Vidians are good because they show up. The ones who are who have the phage, like they're one of the more fleshed out. The fart aliens, the trash aliens, love those guys. Mm -hmm. Those guys are good, and the Kazon are not good, but they are in a lot of episodes. Yeah. What a failure the Kazons are. God, what a mess. Yeah. So I think I, I think they the are holodecks for the simple reason that they are using holodecks to like Ooh, yeah. extend things. Yeah. All right, fuck Then you guys. I guess that means we can all we really have to talk about is fucking Chakote doing diehard John McClane shit while <laughs> all right. the Nerians are, are <laughs> beaming on the ship. Which actually I think this was the best part of the episode for me is mm-hmm. just like, I wanted more of this. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's really exciting and tense. Like, oh, people just keep disappearing off of the ship. And Chakote is like, let's, let's fucking, okay, um, you, Ensign, you just, um, you're now chief of security. And um, I'm going to try to booby trap this replicator. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just see him I, sitting in front of his replicator like, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wanted this to be more of the episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I liked the holo- the holodeck stuff personally. Really? <laughs> yeah. Those who are listening just know that I Dylan did air quotes, air quotes I did around air holodeck. Quotes. He's protesting. <laughs> I, I'm not protesting. I just uh, I just love uh, really fake tropical environments, and they yeah. make me really happy. So I kind of wanted to be in their weird little uh, camp more of the time. Their Mediterranean camp. Their Mediterranean room. Like, this is my favorite part about this whole situation is they're like, oh, this is your, this is where you're going to live. And they're basically in like a town square that you can't see outside of. I don't see any way to get out of that weird I also don't see any rooms. There's nowhere to stay. Places for people to (laughs) sleep. For 148 people. (laughs) And then you go look at the other, the other environments and there's like full cities. Yeah. And you're like, (laughs) Why did these people get like literally a full metropolitan city this and we got this room. like bungalow this, like this office <laughs> like, waiting room? You can see room. like, like uh, you know, uh, Kim like walking. It's like, I guess this is my house now. He's walking towards it. And then there's like a little the the under construction gif, you know, from <laughs> yeah, old websites. Yeah. Like this room isn't ready yet. Like we're, <laughs> we're going to make the, the look. We just got you guys on the ship. We really want your ship. So we just went ahead and got you on here, but we're going to, we're going to fix this. It's going to be good. It's going to be nice. Uh, uh, but for now, you know, just hang out in the town square. Don't do any sabotaging. Don't. <laughs> do do any no sabotaging. sabotaging. Did, did the ensign that got uh, a field promoted to chief of security Lang? die? Did, did she, she die? die? Or did she just get like she got stunned? Sad. She got stunned. Zapped. Okay. Because I'm, I'm imagining, I'm imagining like the day after this happens, Kim and Lang are like hanging out in the yeah. mess hall and Lang's, and Lang's like, yeah, I don't know. Like Chakotay, uh, made me chief of security. It was, it was stressful. But uh, honestly, I could see myself being there one day, like now that I've had a taste of it. <laughs> and Kim's like, why did I have to get beamed off first? I could have actually gotten I some sort of a promotion. Yeah. He's like, of course. Of course. Um, the, the aliens were like, they're scanning for who to get beamed off first. And they're like, yeah. this guy doesn't do anything, right? He's pretty useless. <laughs> and they're like, uh, from our research, yes. But everybody seems to like him a lot. Yeah. Like, like for some okay. reason, he's on all the bridge officer <laughs> yeah. ready room. He's senior, senior, senior staff, staff for some he's reason. Yeah. Okay, perfect. He's the perfect one to zap out. It won't 
a heart. It won't like totally ruin them, but emotionally, it they'll be drawn in. <laughs> that line, man, that line from Chicote where he's just like, "Who says that there's not upward mobility on this ship?" I know he's like, "Fucking." I was Kim. just, I was just waiting for Harry Kim to pop into frame, being like, "I do, I do, I, I say, say there isn't <laughs> all the time." <laughs> Does that mean Voyager's economy is pretty messed up? Oh, yeah, Voyager. Is that what I that mean, means? Yeah. There's no yeah. upward mobility on Voyager. Well, because unless somebody dies, There's no one's pip- leaving to transfer ships. Do There's pip economy, that- as we've discussed right. in the past. Right. There's pip debt. The There's pip, pip debt. economy. <laughs> Do you think that there's like, a co- there's like an ensign who has... Uh, Plotted the murder of multiple senior staff members to get a promotion. Finally, <laughs> yes, it's a Harry Kim. Yeah, Harry, Harry Kim. <laughs> Harry Kim's we like an actual it. lunatic, and we just don't know it. <laughs> I, I also like to imagine that at one point, and we never see this episode, but at one point for like maybe two months, uh, Captain Janeway to make like um, the uh, morale on the ship better about no upward mobility makes like a rotating system where you get to be like a higher officer for for like a month and then you get like dropped back down and everybody gets to move back up so it's like a rotating system <laughs> oh <my Yeah>. God. <laughs> just for everybody to get a little experience get a little experience right right if they ever did voyager again i would i would hope for a five season arc of uh multiple assassination attempts of captain janeway and they don't know who it is but there's like this undercurrent that's just trying to do a coup but like on the long game like they can't they can't just do it straight up Man, it sounds a lot like Battlestar Galactica and around the fourth season you find oh, out yeah. a bunch of people are Cylons. Right. That's true. Spoiler alert. Well. You've had 20 fucking years to watch it, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Also, it's literally every episode starts with, uh, there are Cylons and we right. can, they look like us and we don't know who they are. <laughs> That's the how they, every, every line show. of every episode. They were I like, love <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, but for some reason I have just the whole time just glanced over the fact that Cylon is a dumb name. Well, that's Why? the beauty of the dumb. reboot. <laughs> the reboot is like, here's a 70s show that was at best. Okay. Ass. Okay. Cause it was trying to, it was trying to like play on the star Wars thing. Right. It was like, cool star Wars, but on TV. Right. Uh, so they, they took that property and Ronald D. Moore was like, we're going to make I this can, about terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make this about 9-11. <laughs> and I every, also love, yeah. I didn't know that these people existed till I uh, went on the internet a little bit longer, but there are legitimate like Battlestar Galactica fans who hate the reboot. Ronald D. Moore one. They do. Yeah. They're like, the original Battlestar Galactica is so much better. And I'm like, right. I get it, but also, I no, I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I started to watch the original after I watched the reboot and it was the exact same thing, but also had the opposite feeling as when I tried to watch the original Doctor Who. Like I started to watch the original Doctor Who. I'm like, oh, this is so boring, but I can understand why people like this because like it at least has like, it's at least good in a sense. Yeah. But then I started watching the original Battlestar Galactica. I was like, oh my God, this is so boring and bad. And I don't do understand why people liked this. Do <laughs> they this. just watched it when they were like 12. Yeah. That goes a really long way, actually. <laughs> it re- in for nostalgia, life. Life. Yeah. It really goes a long way. Yeah. It goes a very long way. It just uh, warps our opinion on what's good and bad, well, which yes. is all subjective. So, Speaking of, I don't know if you guys saw, this ties into this episode a little bit. 
on Lower Decks recently, there was some nudity. And Twitter, Ooh. Trek what? Twitter, which is super divided. It's one of the most divided Twitter. And Twitter is a divided platform. But, but Trek Twitter went nuts. Insane. And they were like, this is not my Star Trek. This is really what, y- yes. And I, I'm like, look, you can argue a lot of things aren't your Star Trek quotes, air yeah. quotes, but horniness is, is in the DNA of Star, right. part of Star Trek. Absolutely. I will I will kind of slightly back it up by saying like horniness is one hundred percent part of uh Star Trek. But once you bridge that gap into nudity no that enterprise oh Absolutely look at the original not. series costumes dude right. when they go no, to rise nobody's fine. wearing shit and their dick like their balls are hanging you can see everything on rise <laughs> you cannot I mean, yes you can <laughs> you go back and watch dude. those episodes and there are camel toes everywhere the camel right. toes and moose right. knuckles and moose knuckles camel toes <laughs> moose knuckles 100 but then you 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 go, you breach it into nudity that's new. I'm nudity. sorry. That's There's nudity, nudity in Enterprise like crazy. Enterprise is there. And yes. yes. Do you see Naked things? Naked to Paul with the top of her, Jolene Blalick's uh, butt crack. <laughs> butt yeah. crack. And Discovery has a lot of Klingon nudity straight I will, up. I, I will also say that uh, the people who say that is not my Star Star Trek will probably say the same thing about Enterprise. That oh, is not my yeah, Star Trek. For Anyone sure. who says that is not my insert fandom here, just fuck off. I, well, I like. <laughs> remember, also, there's that TNG episode where they go to the planet where instead of a patriarchy, it's a matriarchy, but it's basically a patriarchy. Yeah, and all all the men are wearing like the G string thong <laughs> things. <laughs> Remember when Gene Roddenberry s- dictated Famously that Ferengi is supposed to have giant Big penises? <laughs> that was, okay, this happening right after you had told me that, and people yeah. were like, sex, nah, nah, nudity, this is disgusting. I'm like, all right, Gene Roddenberry was a perv. Yeah. He, he was a perv. I'm sorry. Come on. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I was and listening also, to, to that clear, episode that- while I was editing it. Yeah. And I was in the same boat as Dylan. I thought you were making that up. That nope, Gene Roddenberry wanted the Ferengi to have big old dicks. <laughs> didn't make it up. He was talked down, Thank but he God. fought for it. That is a that is a total uh, like um, uh, uh, what's his name <laughs> Star Wars thing where he's just like this is such a yeah. great, great idea. idea. Hey, George George is not a great idea, and honestly, we should probably not do something like that. No. <laughs> Fine. Now I'm just imagining, and they're the the ears are their dicks. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to argue with that one. I'm just imagining a Ferengi on Riza with their weird little, with all their (laughs) tiny little underwears, and one of them just has this like dick wrapped around his side. It's like it's so. Are you wearing an inner tube? What's going on? (laughs) No, that's just my my giant Ferengi dick. (laughs) I have to loop it around like a belt. I just, I honestly imagine. On Ryza, they have like the little tiny skirts or whatever, and just a giant Frangy dick hanging out of it. They're like, yeah. "Dude, what are you doing? It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, this, this is, is all body, they man. have. This is, this my is body. all they have." Yeah. If, if <laughs> I went to wanted, the store, if, if Ryza was really real and they were gonna like show it on HBO, everybody would be naked. Nobody would be wearing any yeah. clothes yeah. at if all. If the Game of Thrones Star Trek fully, yeah, Ryza would be. An episode where it would be where they do all the exposition while people are having an orgy in the background. <laughs> oh, I That's saw this on Star Twitter Trek too. Trek. In regards to this whole like Star Trek isn't horny debate, somebody pointed out 
Curzon Dax died of fucking too much. <laughs> Wait, really? Because he goes to Risa. Yes. Because remember the episode where Jadzia and Worf go on vacation on Risa? Yeah. And she, she runs into like a Risa <laughs> sex worker. And she's like, remember Curzon? She's like, oh, I remember Curzon. We fucked him to death. <laughs> That's basically what... She's like, yeah, he went out with a bang. Like, that's the way he wanted to die. He wanted to die by just fucking so much that it kills Wait, his he... heart. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Star Trek is horny. The, I think the thing is, is people, when they when they watch a certain show, they see what they want to see. And yeah. if they don't see the one thing that is integral to Star Trek, they're just going to ignore it and say that it's not real. I'll also add that this scenario on Lower Decks was a reference to two episodes of Star Trek. The original series and The Next Generation both have episodes where people get that virus that makes you horny and go crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's simulating those episodes is what this this thing is. Which are some of the best horny episodes. The the ultimate horny episodes. They're the ultimate Gene Roddenberry ideas. You're like, hey guys, got this awesome idea. There's going to be this like space brain virus. It's going to make everyone want to fuck. Endless, uh, endless content. <sighs> Some, uh, the, and they, you know, the Maurice Hurley or whatever is looking at this thing. It's like, well, we have five for Gene per season. So yeah. you have to give him five. You know, he, gets gets to five episodes. <laughs> he gets five episodes where he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, let's do some guest star shout outs real quick. All right. Yeah. Um, Ensign Lang. Who gets to feel promotion is played by Deborah Levin. Levin or Levine? Levine. Levin. I don't know. I've heard that pronounced three different ways. Me so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth Tigar as Damar, who was one of the um, the Nereans, the the leader of them. Uh, and most notably, he played that old German guy in the Avengers who's like, we will not bend a knee to you, Loki. I remember <laughs> Nazis. Do you remember that, that I scene? Do not re- I, I don't, uh, think, I don't think I remember that scene at all. <laughs> it's in the, well, because it's like really not subtle Joss Whedon sort of action where Loki's like, you will all bow to me people in Berlin oh. and everybody like kneels down and this one old German guy played by Kenneth Tiger goes, <laughs> I'm, I don't bend my knee to fascists. It's like them. a really unsubtle, like, you know, yeah. humans are better than this now moment. And then Captain Oof. America shows up and they fight. So oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that movie since it came out, which is almost well, 10 years. I would now, say so. skip it. <laughs> That's really? a skip for me. Oh yeah. I thought that I remember that being like kind of one of the good ones. It was really fun, but I remember when I watched it in 2012, I was like, mm-hmm. this kind of feels like television. Like, just like <laughs> the way that it's shot. I just felt like it's a very <laughs> not good looking movie. You just uh, you just pissed off 70% of the internet. Like right, that yeah. that's her- that's heresy <laughs> what you just said. I hope you understand that. Rewatch the Avengers, and I'm just telling you, man. This the the, the aesthetics. Just most Marvel movies, the it, aesthetics yeah, the are really disappointing. The visual language of Marvel is not very. Yeah, ap- yeah. People yeah, remember yeah. that one scene, the the where fake he's... one shot where it goes through the entire New York City battle. You know, when the, everybody's oh, yeah, doing yeah. their stuff, doing their and then thing. they end up in the circle. That that moment is very, very special. 
<laughs> and that's what people will remember. <laughs> that moment is very special. It's a special moment. It was yeah. the end of cinema, right then. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I could totally see that being a visual essay you could do called like, why this was the end, end of, cinema. of cinema. Yeah. Well, I'm Dylan Hamilton. I'm pretty Hamilton sure Smith. it's been done. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's been done. Like that's a medium article, 100. percent Yeah. yeah. Which people I'm just thinking hate of those like kind of wrong, but those soft spoken, every frame of painting style YouTube <laughs> yeah. uh, video essays. Was the end of cinema. <laughs> the end of cinema. Okay. Star Trek is a show that we do some stuff on. Uh, I'm just going to fly through these. Mark L. Taylor was Jarlath, the cool, nice, basically Neelix alien. Jarlath. Uh, uh, James Noah was Dr. Reisland, the very clearly evil Nerian doctor who was not cooperating when he was zapped into Voyager. I got this last one. I got oh, this last got one. I got this last one. Dylan's got this last one. <laughs> Nancy Youngblood <laughs> as Talene? Great. Who is Talene? I don't remember who Talene is. She's was. the lady who's like, welcome to your new home. We oh. made it very nice for you. You will enjoy <laughs> living here forever. Well, Goodbye. they like it, it's kind of funny that they kind of do that to them. All like the aliens when they keep hopping on board, they're like, eh, just throw them in the cargo bay. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, like put the AC on, <laughs> throw them in the cargo figure bay. It out. Yeah, <laughs> and they go try to get him, and the guy's like, it's fucking freezing in here. And Neil is like, yeah, okay, whatever. Can you come with me? I'll yeah, I'll try to tell only him. if it's gonna be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. <laughs> How did the species evolve where they like it to be dark? And warm. Are they like subterranean? That would be my guess is like near like some like hot springs underground vents or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they they end up being space explorers who steal people's ships. Again, and all wear the same hats. If you you have very specific climate and environmental needs as a species, (laughs) why, why did you decide that the best course of action was to steal other species ships and fly around and like, (laughs) again, then your massive hollow ships that you put kidnapped people in very complex. Most, even the enterprise D only has like 10 holodecks. So you, you could theoretically just make your own fleet of ships. I think. You could make 94 ships because they captured 94 species. You could yeah. make 94 ships that are nice and warm and low light. And and, right. Yeah. Even if even if uh, we go with Dylan's theory on this and they're not holodecks, that's 94 okay. <laughs> whole fucking environments. Whole environments that they've built out on this ship. It makes, it makes less sense if it's not holodecks because then you'd have to have even <laughs> bigger ships. And reactors and like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy pitch that needs to be developed more. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about <laughs> that. That. Uh, I like the, the the. Well, there's a bunch of stuff. I guess now it's all it was all in the holodeck um, that I want to talk about. What um, oh, yeah. do? Um, do we have anything else about uh, Chakotay, uh, John McClaning, this thing? <laughs> Jury rigging, <laughs> booby trapping yeah. the Voyager? Um, uh, not. 
I guess every nine and a half minutes, people zapping out. I think I like that because it reminded me of Battlestar as well. Because you know the episode thirty three, right. where every thirty three yeah. minutes they have to jump. I like that a and lot. They re- and they yeah. reset the clock, like, and they're all exhausted. Yeah, I feel like they should all have had an Apple Watch or something. You, this would make sense, or just. Your comm badge, like, hey, set a timer, nine minutes, 26 seconds, and then have it all networked. And whenever somebody disappears, they know exactly right. who's gone. Exactly. That'd that's been, that's yeah. <laughs> that the, nice. the scene um, where uh, Ensign, what's her name, who becomes chief of security? Lang. Lang is on the bridge and she's like, I need you guys to barricade that door. She says it as the door is opening, first of all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't this think is, they she's meant like, this to show her learned. not being good at her job, but like, <laughs> That's but why like, she's, an ensign. she's trying she's really trying hard and she yeah. does like a really good job at being chief of security in what she's saying but the door is already halfway open by how the time she said it needs to be barricaded yeah. how do you think people took that order where they're like I need that, that door to be barricaded there's two guys that were like I mean it's open how do you <laughs> it's want open. What, what do you, <laughs> we and can't then, barricade and, it it's open and then they wait like a good five seconds before they start firing at that door. Like yeah. the minute you see people through that door, you better be firing your phaser. I feel like they one of the first easily could have held that bridge. Oh yeah. Well, easily. You know how frequently they use force fields to block off hallways <laughs> all the time. You think dude. Chakotay would be like, and just at force fields at the turbo lifts. We're good to it go. Just force fields at every entrance to the bridge. Once I leave this bridge. Yeah. yeah that like, makes sense. Immediately. Also, yeah, no, they could have held that bridge. They could have held engineering easily. <laughs> I kind of wanted um, uh, when the Nerians started using Voyager, because I don't think they had that much trouble. Just the warp core gets booby-trapped. Yeah. But I feel like there should have been like a nah uh uh not without the magic words sort of like moment where like it's like Chakotay, you know, like nah-uh-uh, not without the magic word. Like, it's like, fuck, I can't use these computers. They booby-trapped. Damn it. <laughs> I wanted or that moment where Chakotay goes like um uh uh computer change all the interfaces to mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> now they'll double not understand our language. They have no problem with that. They have all the translate this so go- is their species. This is how they work. Going real quick back to that idea of like how uh in Star Trek whenever they're on another ship they just understand the interface no yeah. matter what. This one I could mm-hmm. kind of understand because they had that line right beforehand where uh, where um, Janeway was like, I don't, I can't read any of this. And uh, Tuvok was like, well, if they downloaded the entirety of Voyager's like computer, then our translator, uh, basically our universal translator should be in there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, this is what they do. They've done this 93 other times. <laughs> this is their thing. This is their jam. They, they get off on it. <laughs> they love doing it. I will say that I just I'm a little disappointed that that stuff with Chakotay is really cool, but there's it didn't in the end. This is classic Voyager. Have any integration with what happened later? No. Like yeah. they should the, the Chakotay's <clears throat> actions and Lang's actions should have helped this crew while um, stuck on the hollow ship. You know there should have been like a. A plot repercussion for it uh-huh. but instead it was just like and now the guys on voyager are having Stop. a little bit of trouble <laughs> we're not going to focus on that at all There's it was this, a bias, well, this whole, bias some time guy yeah this whole episode felt like it, it suffered from stuff that voyager suffers from all the time but also just star trek in general where they 
spend a lot of time on some things. Like this is basically our 30 second uh, recap. They spend a lot of time on some things that they don't need to spend a lot of time on. And then they get to the end of an episode. They're like, oh shit, we only have five minutes left. We're right at the peak of the action. Let's, Let's just up. deescalate real quickly <laughs> and end the episode. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys want to pop into the archive maybe? or Let's archive yeah. it up. Let's yeah. do it. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. <sighs> I am feeling, I mean, I do not feel, but I am, if I did feel, I would be feeling very energized as I just have wrapped up uh, my first class. Of what? Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you knew. Um, you didn't I, tell us what it was. I, I've started teaching improv again. Uh, you know, you know, I, I used to do improv back on Vulcan with the only Vulcan improv troupe in the galaxy. Improv comedy? Yeah. Do you have entertainers? Is that a part uh, of? Yes, uh, improv comedy. And no, it was technically not entertainment. In fact, it was kind of like a sort of a underground thing that we had to do. Uh, but we were very, very skilled at what we were doing. We were the Tsan Sat Gaspars. Yeah, Lopek, don't, I don't, hope you don't take this as, as like offensive in any way, but I've never heard you tell a joke. Ever. So the fact that you do improv comedy sounds like it, well, like a joke to me. I think, Tom, you should consider coming to one of my classes because I think one of the first things you'll learn is that you don't come in with jokes. You don't come in oh, with I know that. Pre, you don't know that. Lopek, I clearly you, Lopec, don't, you I, just I, said I don't know that, that you have to make jokes. You may, you may, you may not know this, but um, at the academy, I was actually like president of the improv club. So, so do you want to do a show? Because we could, I could have, I could teach my class, and you could teach your class, and then we could do a, a double I, header. We could have a show. I mean, I very much be interested in a show. I'm not teaching a class. I did something I kind of gave up once I because you weren't you good know, at it. Joined Starfleet. Yeah, no, Tom was good. I've seen Tom. Well, you've never improv seen improv before. until you've seen Vulcans do improv. I've definitely seen a lot of... It was a... <laughs> this is kind of weird also, but it was a very big part of my life. Improv was when my parents died in the big accident. Well, yeah, I mean, improv can I, be I a way to go get it. through trauma or it can be a way to... Yeah. I actually did a whole one-man <sighs> improvised show. Uh, I don't want to talk about improv or anything about... else anymore. Honestly, that sounds very depressing. That okay, doesn't but, sound like improv comedy well, to me. We specialized in improv just like <laughs> a as a, a creative a force, not necessarily uh, comedy. Because, you know, that's what, we're, like, that's what we're doing in our lives every day, right? Like we're improvising. Lopek, what's one of the like games that you play when you teach the class? Oh, well, usually we start off with about an hour of Kelto. That's just to get your mind ready and in the right oh, space. <laughs> An hour of Calto to get your energy up? What is How that? How long is the class? <laughs> oh, it's a it's a five hour class. So what do you do for the next hour? The next hour is zip zap zop. You play, you zip, play zap, zap zap for an hour? <laughs> well it is to get the mind at its peak function. Uh, What's the third hour? Uh, the third hour is uh, we do a thing where we, we clap. Uh-huh. Like at that, the same time. At the same time, yeah. 
an hour. Did you do that for an hour? Another hour. So that's when do you start improvising? Hours. Oh, last hour. Last hour we start improvising. We do. <laughs> do you spend four so hours warming hour. up? The fourth hour is kind of a dealer's choice. So, you know, whoever. What does that you know, even mean? It depends on where we are in that day and how the first oh. three hours went. Yeah. Wow. How many people you got in the class? Uh, it's just me and Vork currently. <laughs> So you spend an hour playing in. Zip Zap Zop with you and Vorik? That I'm sounds like you hell. Can, you can that sign. sounds like absolute hell. You have to spend five hours with Vorik. <laughs> well, again, if Tuvok's been too busy, he said. He's just he said he's been too busy. Is he a big um, improviser? Well, yeah, he he said that ever since he had this conversation with Chakotay on uh, the ship, that the hollow the hollow ship, uh, that he wants to get into it. I heard him say, I want to get into it. So I, I, I invited he him in. It's it. what encouraged me to do it, actually. That's awesome. Maybe I'm, I might stop by next week. That sounds yeah. like it could be a lot of fun. Well, come I'm in maybe coming. third or fourth hour. I would, I would reckon that's a good time to come in. I might, I'm, I'm going to need it, too, to, like, bolster up my, uh, my uh, <clears throat> resume, you know, because <laughs> you're looking at the next chief engineer. Yeah. Sorry? The first, the next What'd chief. What did you say? Well, well, yeah, you're Taurus. looking at the next chief engineer. Why you're not. You, why, why would you be the next chief engineer, Tom? Well, yeah. during the whole event, when Torres got beamed off the ship, you know, we were low on people. So I got field promoted to chief engineer for a good 15 minutes. And honestly, I thought I did so good. I, I really do think that once Torres decides either she doesn't want to do chief engineer anymore or if we lose Torres, God forbid, um, that I, I'm probably going to be the next chief engineer. Yeah, I don't I mean, know about that. There's so many people actually ahead of you, I think, on yeah. that list, Tom. Like, yeah, during- but they didn't have well, – the, the, why they didn't have the success that I had I during heard, the last – I heard you did such a bad job that the warp core failed as soon as – the Nereans took over. No, that that was the good job though. We were supposed to make the warp core fail. It was a it was a booby trap that uh, Chicote wanted. That's not what they're reporting. Look at the yeah, log. Yeah, the, look at the, the way that it was written. Because I don't know if you wrote the if you contributed to the log, but the log kind of contradicts what you're saying there, Tom. Yeah. Did I uh, stress out uh, when uh, Chicote made me chief engineer? Absolutely not. Did I then uh, decide to hide under the table and tell people to just get it done? No, I did not. That's not what happened. Did somebody then pull me out and slap me in the face and then I ran out of the room and 15 minutes later I got transported off the ship? No, that's not in the logs either because that's not what happened. Damn, it sounds like you guys had an insane time on the ship. Yeah. What happened to you? Oh, I was one of the ones who got zapped. Like, really early. Oh, yeah. you were one of the first waves? I'm going to be honest. That place was pretty sick. It had, like, all the best food that you could possibly want. Yeah. Uh, and I was even hopping over to the other, like, our neighbors. Uh, and I made kind of quite a bit of money. Really? Yeah. What kind of money? Their money, so I don't really know what it was, kind like, of value it holds. It's like, all money. It's just, yeah. like, it all just disappeared as soon as we got off. <laughs> no, it's real money. Oh, More than you, how are you going to spend it? I don't know. I'm sure we'll, we'll come across those guys again. I can buy like a a jacket or like a one of their fruits. Their fruits are really good. 
I don't remember even really seeing you on that planet. You yeah. were just always, you must have had a, like a caravan going immediately between the different habitats. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty easy. I was kind of surprised Janeway and everyone was so like confused by the whole thing. But I could just kind of see the little hole in the wall. You should have shared that information with everybody. Right. You know they, they had to spend time to like make re- the doctor be yeah. able to see. I tried little... to tell them. They just weren't listening to me. Right. Huh. They, they never listened to Lower Decks. Well, yeah. a lot of times they'll listen to me, but uh, it seemed like they were on their own little. Their own little kick. Well, yeah, when I'm okay. chief engineer, I'll listen to you, Pert. I just don't think that's. I think I don't I'm looking right now at this yeah. chain of succession, and you just recently got bumped off by Vorik. Like, Vorik is what? now ahead of you. I think no. They, how many pips did you have before? Huh? How many pips did you have before on your... I, I honestly am so lost at how much pip dead I have at this point. Yeah. They could have sworn you had at least two, but now there's only, like, a half of one. Yeah. Honestly, I wake up every morning, and the pips on my uniform are different. I don't I don't understand the whole... The, I, I don't understand the pip dead system at all. There, well, like, the at thing, all. The thing with the pip dead <laughs> system is there's a, like... Some people call it the the pip gnome or like the pip monster, and it's like a guy who comes pip into fairy. your room. Yeah, the pip fairy at night and takes the debt off of your neck. That's how it works. Like a debt collector. He's like a debt collector, but kind of scarier because he comes into your apartment at night. That's, That's why really I don't have any scary. pip debt. I'm just really but scared. Like, I about guess that. what a great I don't idea understand. for an improv scene, actually. Okay. okay. You know, it's it's um. I'm just like okay. spitballing here, and Tom, maybe yeah. feel free to jump in whenever you want. Okay. But um, yeah. um, it is not logical to have pips disappear. What? What do you mean, Dan? Um, <laughs> uh, oh, my name is actually Lodan. Yeah, but I call you the nickname Dan, Lodan. I, oh, I, I'm kicking the door. Hey, assholes! I've got a gun. Oh. And I'm oh, pointing it, it at both of you. It is not logical to have a gun. Who? What's your name, Dan? Lodan, actually. Lodan, bang! You're dead, Lodan. Oh, I actually have. Oh no, a Jan! Redundant. Lodan, you died. No, it's Dan. I'm dead. He's dead. I am He's right. Dead. I call him Jan sometimes because of the joke that we have with each other. It's also his last name. It's Lodan, Lojan. So I call him Jan sometimes. Okay. And, yeah, I don't know if that scene, scene really worked scene. too well. Like, uh, I, I thought we had a lot of good stuff going on there. I think there was a like, lot of elements that were working. Like, I was on always their taught. Own. I was just always taught the best thing you can do for a scene is come in and kill somebody. That was always. I was always taught that was the best thing you could do for an improv. W- scene. Was your improv instructor Worf? <laughs> no, but it of? was a Klingon. It was a yeah. Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. Improv across cultures is very interesting. It's very hard, to yeah, because we're interested. Yeah. Most Vulcan improv scenes are about determining what is true, so they're they're generally just logic puzzles. Well, I gotta go train uh, myself on the uh, engineering systems so that when I get promoted, I will have uh, all the knowledge I need. Not not, not blow it again. Yeah, yeah. I didn't blow it. Oof. Uh, yeah. And just had a little insecurity, you know, like imposter syndrome. Sure. Well, good thing they didn't make you uh, act, acting chief of security. Well, we all know how that went. <laughs> all the doors in here look pretty barricaded to me. <laughs> that is a joke. See, I am making you laugh, Tom. That is actually the funniest joke I've heard you see, say. Well, thank you. I will back. write it down in my log. 
Okay. All right. Uh, let's rate the holodeck content, of which there's now quite a bit. Yeah, right. now. It went from having none to, like, quite a bit. When I, was, I first picked this episode, I was like, ha ha, this is an episode where they're literally walking out the holodeck, and that's all we're going to rate. That's all we're going to rate. And then well, the rest also, of, yeah. When the weird dude gets zapped into the tropical holodeck with the hot ladies, yes. that's what I was talking about. Because what was that? I, it made no sense to me. I had to rewind it again yeah. because I was Wait, like... I don't remember this. What? Okay. So right at the beginning when Harry gets zapped and then more people get zapping back and forth, yeah. there's two dudes pop onto the the, de- the, ho- the not the holodeck, but the, 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 uh, tropical. the bridge. No, they oh, hop yeah. onto the bridge and they're like, oh no, we've got another one. And for some reason, it cuts to one of the dudes with the hats in the luau holodeck. Yes. And he looks at these two sexy ladies and they're like, hey. And then they don't ever talk about it again. Yes. And I thought that they were, I didn't understand yeah. where they were. It I, was so confusing. I had the exact same moment because it, the way it's cut. Yeah. This is the, it's the, this is the Kuloshov effect. At full, yeah. like, misused by accident here. Yeah. Because there's, like, I, some random crewman walking in the hallway. Yeah. He disappears. And then the next shot is of a Nerian appearing. What yeah. I now understand to be the Luau program. Yes. But when I first watched it, I thought it was the crewman. Who had changed. Changed yeah. into a different costume appearing yeah. oh on this planet. My initial think- thought was fucked up because I thought... Harry Kim had been turned into just a white dude near him. <laughs> and for some reason, there was hot ladies on this other planet. Yes. And I was like, I that's what, what I thought fuck? too. I thought they were hot ladies on a planet. I think uh, this would have, it would have helped if we were watching Voyager in succession or yeah, on air. Definitely. And you were used to the Luau program for a while now. Yeah. But like, because we just jumped randomly into an episode, we we're like, what's the hot? Luau thing? Oh, right. Okay, that's the holodeck. <laughs> so, again, for the Star Trek isn't sexy crowd, uh, <laughs> Voyager just keeps the Luau hot babes program running, running in the background at all times. Honestly, though, Voyager, for being lost on in the Delta Quadrant, really runs their holodecks way too 20, much. Well, they got a separate reactor. They so like, literally don't energy. have a therapist. They, <laughs> they don't, don't have a therapist. They don't yeah, have a counselor. That's true. They need their erotica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird that the Luau program is running all the time with all these sexy babes. Um, and <laughs> the fact that they're there, but like somebody would, if somebody ever did like try to hook up with them, everybody would know. Because it's like the it's the public <laughs> server, you know. <laughs> There'd be these this like weird uh, luau drama. Like yeah. there'd be a lot of gossip about like who hooked up well, with like hot like babe the number two where Harry or gets whatever. Pissed off at Tuvok. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That God. was my holodeck, babe. Tuvok. <laughs> like, look, it's just it's just photons, man. It's I don't know what to tell you. Could make and, you another one. And the oh, doctor's like, I'm not just photons. One. Yeah. <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. Okay. Th- okay. Let's just go down the list and see what pops up. Uh, if you guys are good with that. I'm yeah. great with that. Yeah. Okay. Dialogue. I mean, there's just a lot of it. Um, Man, when I when I was watching this episode, not thinking that these things were the ho- were the holodeck, 
uh, I was like, what dialogue is there in the holodeck? <laughs> but now there's a now. lot. <laughs> I, th- I, li- I just like when, when Janeway goes all John McClane Janeway at the end. And she's like, I've taken control of your translocation system. She says it's so like, right. you stupid little translocation. She's, and she's so they hardcore. Have, it's like, well, what are you going to do with us? I don't know. That depends on you. Yeah. What decision are you going to make? <laughs> what are you going to do? Because, and then when she's like, okay, they're not, you're not being reasonable. Uh, Tuvok, just uh, fucking fuck these guys. <laughs> God, I love Jane Way. Such a hard ass. I mean, I'm going to give it a three. There's nothing particularly special, but uh, I did have some fun moments. Yeah. I like the Tuvok and Chakotay conversation where Tuvok, uh, where Chakotay's like, Vulcans, they can't even improvise. And uh, <laughs> Tuvok is like, with all due respect, sir, fuck off. Because <laughs> I was yeah. in the desert once with a knife for four months. <laughs> it almost kind of sounds made up, you know. <laughs> he definitely made that story <laughs> it's up. Like, uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I was in a desert once for the right of for like four months. Tail, tail off. And yeah, four months, four months with a knife. How about that? <laughs> How's that for that? That's interesting. I've never heard of Taloth before. Well, it's a real yeah, thing. You wouldn't have just like Kalto. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not uh, improvise Kalto and make that up as a Vulcan game when I got lost in the Delta Quadrant. That's not what happened. I'm going to uh, give okay. this a three also. Okay. Because it's there. It's like a little bit above average. 3.5. 3.5. Romance. I think. It's quite a bit. This is very romantic. The the scene in the snow um, place yeah. reminded me a lot of uh, the rec room when they run yep. through where the they're cold, room, cold. So yeah. yeah. Well, we reference we 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 say when we when we did the rec room, we're like, I think there's an episode of Voyager that it's kind of like this. Yeah, yeah it this is, is the one because they're different habitats and different temperatures, but that's all it is. Yeah, um, it's pretty romantic in there. I want to say that yeah, like uh, Balana and Tom in this episode, I felt like. It was very Han and Leia. They're just like constant, and their the relationship is like that too, where like they bicker and they they argue, and it's like, guys, just go ahead and have sex. Like, just get this out of your <laughs> system. Like, you need to, you just you like each other. It's okay. Yeah, it's very apparent. You're allowed to, and and then they do the hand thing that in Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back, you know, when it's like I've got really rough, hand, like they're having that really like sexy hand scene on the on Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> And it's like, that's what happens here on a coal plant where Tom's like, you know, uh, your hands are cold, huh? I'll just um, let me blow just warm them. them up. I'm blowing them. But <laughs> let me just rolled. warm them up. And then my initial thought was like, that's going to work for like two seconds. And then my hands are going to be fucking freezing <laughs> They're again. Gonna be so cold. And then they get beamed back in to the warm area. <laughs> the Mediterranean. Yeah. And are in embarrassed immediately immediately yeah. embarrassed i don't like her she's stupid <laughs> i don't like girls i don't like i don't like girls <laughs> everybody's like tom this bullshit we that's know you bullshit. like girls you like girls so much he's nope, like yep i'm gay i nope, like men i don't like girls <laughs> no. especially not that one that especially i always try to girl. hang out with she's got cooties icky. she has cooties yeah he turns into a fucking nine-year-old yeah she's gross girls are gross cooties, so like cooties. <laughs> And I like at the end of the episode when they are definitely on the Luau program again, and they have that little bit of back and forth. Um, what's the? She's like, um, you know, for a while there, things were a bit chilly, but they warmed up again. Feels nice. And he's like, yeah, it does feel nice. And like they're talking about the environment, but they're also talking about their relationship. 
right? It was it was it was an awkward. It's like that awkward, cute, awkward stuff going on of just like mm-hmm. we kind of like each other, but we don't know how to express it. Yeah, just kiss. Anyways, I'm giving it a five because I don't think it gets much Whoa. more like it's a type of romance we don't see a lot. That's true. You're yeah. right. Okay, I was gonna give it a four because there was nothing like visually romantic what they were on. holding each other and they were the, the that's true cold and- all right 4.5 okay. yeah i was gonna split the difference go with 4.5 all righty uh action pretty action-packed actually is it yeah they're doing the phasers like improvised phasers and stuff in the cold environment and yeah but it was yeah. also kind of like the bare minimum of all phaser right. fighting right. where like yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like what are they like doing? everything was really slow and like yeah. when somebody would get hit it would take them like five seconds to fall to the ground and like well because they're using the, a macgyver phaser <laughs> phaser they're using the thing that they they had macgyvered out of spare parts yeah yeah i'll give it a two yeah. five i'll give it a three actually just face yeah, i was gonna give i was gonna give it a three because they, they there's still some like actiony stuff but yeah. it's not like full action I'm going to go with 2-5. Two 2-5. Five. Two five. Suspense. I don't think there's a lot. They there's, pretty quickly dispel with the suspense. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fast. They're like, this is what's happening. You're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, is, the only suspenseful thing die? for me is, <laughs> yeah, is Taurus going to die? And also that moment that confused both Dylan and me. Where it's like, yeah. Who is this? Where are we? <laughs> what is this the holodeck? Or, or Honestly, the it probably would have it probably would have confused me too. But I think I was like looking at my phone during it <laughs> the, or like, something and like missed yeah. it. It is like I five seconds. It. it is yeah. five <laughs> seconds of the episode. But it was the it, most confusing five seconds. I'm going to give it a point five for that incredibly confusing moment. <laughs> An unintentional. Suspenseful moment. Yeah. How about you, Darius? Well, there is the suspense of like what's going on in the sense of like they're, for that brief second, they're like, it could be a holodeck, it could be this. We don't really know exactly where we I mean, are. Technically, we didn't resolve that until we started doing this podcast. So, in a right. way, <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a big mystery. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, this, there is some suspense there. I'm going to give it a one. All right. One. Uh, Camp. I'm going to give it a four for camp. Well, no, uh, I'll even give it, uh, no, four. I'm going to give it a four exclusively for that one moment. Literally every, I can only see this one shot of the guy <laughs> and the two ladies. Everything else is like I, of just a hole in I'm my gonna, brain. I'm going to give it a four, but not because of that, because of the doctor. Like the doctor's oh, yeah. lines are pretty great. Yeah. Just being like, I'm basically a tricorder. You turned yeah. me into a tricorder. <laughs> like, what's, what's funny is like, here's the thing is he at first is like, it's actually very beautiful being able to see the world like this. But you turned yeah. me into a tricorder. <laughs> like, he's like, wait, no, I have to be sassy. I have to be mean. And then that moment where like he finds the the hole and then he's like, if my if me being a tricorder is done now, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go like, be a doctor now. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm giving a four. How about you? Uh, you're giving four as well, Dylan. Yeah. Various. Yeah, it's a four. We've been very liberal with our camp scores, which uh, editing the episode <laughs> last week have found out that uh, something broke and we haven't been oh, recording shit. our camp yeah, scores we correctly. To. We haven't been recording my camp score correctly. Right. I do tend to juice the camp score a lot. So 
<laughs> yeah, I have to go back through very many months of data to oh, sort God. out it's both camp and I believe dialogue where my votes were not counting. Um, we're going to have to do a big episode. Yeah. I figured out how it happened. It was when oh. I added a guest row. <laughs> And I didn't extend the columns in the function in Google Sheets for the Excel and Google Sheets nerds out there. So I w- anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, uh, it matters a lot. <laughs> and I know that we compromised our people's faith in us, but we are going to make it better. Nobody's going to trust will. the institutions anymore. Stakes. <laughs> the institution that is Drasks. I think there's, Bellana could have died. Yeah. There's also the relationship stakes for, for Tom and Bellana. Okay. There, there's also the stakes of the fact that, like, they lost their ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty big stakes. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, this is the other they problem no with longer Voyager. have control over their ship. <laughs> I have, like, no sense of danger at all with Voyager ever. Yeah, because yeah, shit's ever going on so all the time. They will it's be fine. stuck in the Delta Quadrant for the rest of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a... Three and a half. Yeah, that's good. While the stakes are huge, in my opinion, I don't feel them as much. So I was going to give it a four. Cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think a four is good too. It's like, it's basically a nice prison that they would be stuck in forever. And that's the thing. You know, there's not like, the oh, alien does say that. Harvest them for their organs or anything like right. that. The alien does say that. He's like, I mean, once we stop trying to escape, like, we kind of like this place. It's kind of like, cool. It's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zoo, well, yeah. It's like being in a zoo. Yeah. They'd go crazy. These are our Starfleet officers. They like, they like would lose their mind. shit to go crazy. Yeah. They can't sit still for a second. I just want to throw out that we haven't even talked about the moment where Tom and Bolan, we, we've mentioned it. Tom and Bolan run out of the holodeck at the beginning of the episode because oh, Tom was trying, he was like, hey, let's do this Klingon workout. Which I is why I picked this episode because the last episode uh, or yeah. two episodes ago was about a Klingon workout, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, "I don't want to do your stupid Klingon workout." And I feel like this would be like inv- inviting an Indian person to do yo- like to your yoga class, you know, like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm doing yoga. Like, do you want to try it out?" And like, I don't a- fucking care. Like, I- <laughs> well, Sorry. this is also like a classic Chakotay move where it's like, right. "Let me, uh, let me make make you force your uh, face your trauma." Yeah, because like that's why she doesn't like to do this. Because yeah. like she has a lot of like childhood trauma around Klingon like stuff. being human and being Klingon and yeah. Klingon stuff and trying to like suppress that anger. And Tom's just like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna check that out? <laughs> yeah, you wanna do that right now? You're right." Cause cause he's although like, <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's Tom's intention of that. No, I think of course Tom's not. intention is like, connect. "Hey, I want to yeah. spend time with Bolana." Yeah, and in his child brain, it's like. Let's do Klingon stuff. She's yeah. part Klingon. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think he's trying to show, like, hey, I think it's totally cool that you're half Klingon. That's not a problem for me. In fact, yeah. I like Klingon culture. And she's like, fuck I, off. I spend every day of my life trying not to rip people's heads off. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, you, all you have to do is just be aggressive. And she's like, I'm not aggressive. I'm not I don't aggressive. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's this moment too. It's not in the holodeck, and so we 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 won't talk about it too much. But where Tom basically is like, "Why do you always have to be so hostile?" Yeah, and I'm like, Ooh. "Man, that is such a bad uh, word. Don't do <laughs> not sexist? just call a woman hostile. Don't say that yeah. Word. Like, yeah, <laughs> especially Bellana. Well, Lisa yeah. Plank wrote this episode, and I don't know if it's internalized misogyny or if she's trying to make a point of like Bellana. That's 
yeah, partially what it is. Because there's yeah. also just other moment where that scientist is like, um, I wouldn't run that kind of scan. And she's like, well, I didn't ask you, and I already have. I'm already am. So like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, on. I do think that that moment too was like him being like, I wouldn't run that because he didn't yeah. want her to find out. For like, sure. Yeah. That it was fake. Like this was all a plan. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's not. You shouldn't run that. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it definitely read to me as a sort of like yeah, again, like absolutely none of your business, buddy. Like I'm, I'm the chief engineer. <laughs> I asked you here because I thought maybe you might be able to help me, and so not far, the other way around. The like, so far, all your ideas sucked. <laughs> Turns out it sucks. Uh, computer, give us the final score for this episode. Calculating. Three point one nine. It's right. pretty high. That is yeah. pretty high. It puts it think- right between two Voyager episodes. <laughs> Beautiful. As, you as we as we know as of we right curr- now. Yeah, as we currently yeah. know. Uh, between the Killing Game Part Two and Human Error. Uh, human Error. Yeah. Another croaker. Another I think it's croaker because joint. there were no zeros. This was a very uh, well balanced right. episode. Yeah. yeah, it was a very middle of the road episode. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually, it cooked. I, I had a lot of fun with the Chakotay stuff. It just was after that. It got a little dull. Yeah. Uh, so, I've yeah. always liked this episode, though. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the better Voyager probably. ones. Next week, we're going to do Deep Space Nine, Business as Usual. Ooh. Ooh. That's the one where uh, Quark is selling arms in the Hollow Suite. So, <laughs> hell yeah. It's one of the best episodes, I think. Uh, from Unfortunately, I'm going to be gone. So for a couple weeks, it's just going to be you two fellers, fellers. Man, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a replacement host. I think we're yeah. gonna have a guest. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to get a guest. Unless you want to call in at some point. Yeah, yeah I'll call, call I'll do a guest call. We can we can call you in for like uh, just for the the uh, rankings if you yeah. want. <laughs> you can give us like your I your quick, a, my quick man rank. on the street rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna make sure hey, I'm in the. I'm gonna make sure I'm in the busiest part of Phoenix. Also, <laughs> I'll be like, "Hey, I, I'm out here in the right oh. downtown." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a hurricane going on, hurricane and, going uh, on and I think this episode <laughs> did a five for camp. Definitely a five. All right, thanks. Uh, that's Dylan from Phoenix, longtime host, first time caller. <laughs> Do they not have audio equipment in uh, Phoenix? You just, it get, doesn't just rent exist. a booth. No, no, no. When you go over the state lines, yeah. they seize all of it. Oh, it's they, like they, they don't allow podcasters into Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, oh, you're from California. You're a podcaster. Sorry. We do not want you not in this yet. state. <laughs> you get a like, As you cross the border, there's a huge sign that's like fruit, uh, like alcohol, <laughs> podcast equipment. Like, podcast, podcast equipment. equipment. Yeah. What's that, um, what's that Pelican case in, in the back for? Nothing. It's got a it's, my guns. it's got a hand. It's for my guns. It's, it's got a, gun. a frozen right. hand and a gun in there. <laughs> it's I my chopped gun. the guy's hand no off. Problem. Guns <laughs> yeah, and yeah, frozen yeah. hands. Go ahead. Go on through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, just subs- if you like this and you're not subscribed to us, go ahead and do it because it'll send our episodes right into your phone. Again, <laughs> yeah. You don't <laughs> have to think about it. Just zap them right in there. Yeah. Just right yeah. in there. And then yeah. you'll run out of room on your phone because Apple Podcasts automatically downloads all the episodes. So you'll have you'll be like, "Why don't I have room on my phone?" And then you'll check it, and they'll be like, "Oh, oh there's a hundred the gigabytes worth of Trek to the Holodeck that I haven't listened to yet." Do you know? Do you know how many episodes it would take 
uh, of Trek so to the many. Holodeck to, to fill to up, fill a, up a hundred gigs because they're what seventy megabyte files, basically, right? Under, Let me get back to you when I turn it's like forty-five and we're to still sixty doing megabytes. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, forty is not that far for some of us. Uh, oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thanks so much for doing that for us. Yeah. Also, check us out on Discord. Throwing that out there, Trek to the Holodeck on Discord. We need a, about a hundred more fans on that Discord. We need about hundred more right. fans. <laughs> we have an Instagram at Trek to the Holodeck. We have a Twitter, Twitter at Trek to the Deck. Yeah. Uh, we also have a uh, a link tree thing on our Instagram, which will give you all the links all the to links. our Discord, our our Twitter, our uh, our station, Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Um, and their Discord. So yeah. go check that. The music was provided by Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. Uh, this is a fan po- podcast, and uh, we have nothing to do with CBS or Viacom or Paramount or any of that. No. Uh, and unfortunately, I will say, though, yeah. that uh, I'm really pissed off that I can't watch ne- uh, Trek on Netflix anymore. Me too. I'm really pissed off. I would say it. it's like 95% of my issue with it is just user interface. It sucks. I actually very much might risk using a VPN on Netflix Ooh, just so I can watch Trek to, I can watch Holodeck I mean uh, Star Trek stuff it's, on Netflix I have a mix of emotions one the UI is just garbage on CBS All Access but I'm also kind of like I do, I know Netflix is like big studio yeah. now but I like don't want to support studios having their own shit because it's just like a monopolization of their own stuff and Netflix was was used to be a third party place yeah for things to be. But now they're but just a studio. They're just they're like just all the bad studio. guys again. Yeah. Except they're paying their people. Maybe I'll start to get the plus. DVDs from the public library and not support any of them. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're, you're going to have to, I will have to pick an episode. You'll have to check out the DVD, <laughs> but right, it'll take right. one to two weeks based right. on my experience. <laughs> it has to go to your local library. I mean, I love yeah. the library, to be clear. It's really fucking great. Libraries are awesome. Uh, but the DVDs it can take a little while to get in. That's incredible. Guys, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And ladies, ladies, have a great yeah. day. Thanks, everybody. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated.